a world where no one's aware of blouses, <laughs> three men have dared to wear them. That's perfect. We could like do a whole slow mo, you know, uh, walking towards camera. Large yeah, with an explosion in the background. Yeah. Oh my god, with blouses on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like... our blouses fluttering in the breeze, <laughs> fluttering against the uh, flames and. Intense, tense heat of yeah. whatever that is. Well, I think my blouse is polyester, so it would melt into my skin. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm pretty sure all of ours are probably polyester. Yeah, yeah this is probably like foliester or whatever that is. <laughs> is. Isn't polyester already a fake material? Yeah. It's, it's way fake. It's faker <laughs> than fake. So it's, it's ice cold. It's a hologram. <laughs> it is a hologram. Uh, the king has no clothes. Uh, so, happy Blouse Awareness Day, uh, listeners and viewers. Uh, yeah. We are What's Up With That Bro. This is not the way that our normal intros go. No, but it's a special day. It's Blouse Awareness Day, as you know. It's also it's, it's the one-year anniversary of our show. We've been doing this for a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, I can't believe it's been a year that we've been actually doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah the very first episode dropped uh, a year and a day ago. Yeah. Damn, alright, so we're, we're in it, and now... We just get a chance to bring awareness to blouses. So, mm-hmm. I mean, well, AJ, what what what's the uh, the history of blouse awareness day? Well, um, based on what I'm probably just gonna make up right now. That, <laughs> well, my knowledge of blouse awareness day is very menial, but I did research on Google what blouses were because I had <laughs> I had an idea. I thought they were just regular like shirts, but right. with bigger neck holes for mm. women. Mm-hmm. I don't know women very well, even though I'm married <laughs> to one. But I don't know, like yeah. But when I searched up blouses, it was just it was just pretty much that puffy pirate shirt that everybody's familiar with. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, I always like thought, Yeah, I always thought blouses were just women's shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Like, uh, Dave, what's your what's your whole take well, on? Uh, there's this weird thing because in the military, your uniform top, the camouflage top, it's called a blouse. Oh, even okay. though it's uh, it's not like a roughly soft thing. I see. Wait, so describe this this part of your uniform. Well, it's like you know, if you picture it like a, like an army dude, and he's got his, his camouflage pants, and he's got the camouflage like button up shirt, and like under that's like the t shirt. Yeah. Like the 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 regular shirt part with like with his name tag and stuff on it. That's called a blouse. What? I did not know that. Yeah. And nobody knows why, but we do call it a blouse. Yeah. Does, in the military. Has yeah. anybody ever yelled that at you? Like private, where's your blouse <laughs> or something? No, not that I can think of. <laughs> Uh, according to Wikipedia, a blouse is a loose-fitting upper garment that was formerly worn by workmen, peasants, artists, women, and children. It's typically gathered at the waist or hip so that it hangs loosely over the wearer's body. Huh. No, okay. Okay. So, uh, your blouse is not, like, super blousey, David? Oh, yeah, mine is mine's kind of tight. Yeah, yours is snug. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what this is. I assumed it was a blouse, or I assumed that it couldn't be defined as not a blouse. Yeah. But it's a blouse. It's so, a blouse, you guys. So apparently, what we've learned is that we're not really aware of what blouses are. <laughs> so let's all say hi to Lauren's Cameo. She's watching on our Facebook Live for this episode. Hey, Cameo. Hey. Hey, Miss Cameo. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Check Thanks. out our blouses. You're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for the listeners who are, aren't watching us on Facebook right now, uh, let's describe our blouses real quick. Yeah, please. Uh, let's start off with Chad. Well, Can you uh, describe our bl- your blouse bef- a little before bit? Before we get started with uh, describing our blouses, <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you guys that are not watching us on Facebook Live, you should probably look for a picture of us on Instagram. Yeah. At our Instagram, WhatBroPod. Yes. Yeah, and if you're looking for us on Facebook, WhatBroPod. And if uh, you want to see our tweets, uh, that's also WhatBroPod, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. just go ahead and just type WhatBroPod in all your social media stuff, and then you won't miss any more... Pictures. Any more what bro pod content? Yeah, yeah including us wearing blouses because yeah. that's what's happening right now. We we are very committed to this movement of blouse awareness. So I am uh, currently wearing a uh, white blouse with uh, sort of puffy sleeves and a little ruffly front thing. Yeah, where there's a a little clasp uh, just below my neck and a small hole underneath where you can see my undershirt yeah, it's a little, because uh, I'm fat. <laughs> it's a little peekaboo. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, well, you guys will see it on the Instagram or whatever, but I'm wearing a blue top, which is uh, which is also a blouse. It's it's kind of a poncho top that's covering a, uh, a blue undershirt that's attached to this blouse. So 
feeling pretty fancy in it, to be honest. I yeah. mean, I feel like I could really work it, you know? You know, you know what we should do next year, instead of uh, introducing our own tops, mm. we should describe each other's. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, But perfect. it's too late now. Yeah. So, David, what are you wearing? I'm, I'm wearing a... <laughs> mine is... It's a dark blue on top with, like, white circle pattern on it. And it's, uh, it's very tight right around my armpits. And uh, it's kind of low cut. It goes right down in between my... Uh, Right in between my pecs. It's got even more buttons down to my uh, belly button here. How do you feel about that with your, with your pecs exposed? Because I, 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 I feel that this is a different thing where, like, my neck area is exposed. And I'm like, oh, I didn't... Yeah, I've never seen your chest hair before, AJ. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's luxurious, I know. Yeah. And it's it's fancy. It's but very different. Yeah, I'm so used to not showing this part of myself. But you know what? I feel strong and proud. And, nah, yeah, there you go. Y- you're rocking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like this just—it feels like a like a deep V V neck. Like I feel like if I were in Italy, this just would be the shirt that I wear. Yeah, it does look fairly European. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, it does look incredibly European. Yeah, and it's also pretty short. If I raise my hands up, you could see my belly button. <laughs> if you were looking at my belly button. Uh, mine is—it's uh, kind of similar to that the uh, the ruffled shirt from Seinfeld. Yeah. But much less that. Yeah. I think we could totally play basketball in these bosses, right? We, yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah. Like, we should totally go grab a basketball yeah. after this. I, I'm pretty sure that we would not win, though, so we could not <laughs> say game losses. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there was, there was basketball in this episode of Lost where, where we watched this week. Was yeah. there? Yeah. I, don't I mean, you any. were asleep for like the last 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Let's get into it. Like, this week, we're actually covering Lost Season 4, the actual premiere of Season 4, the beginning of the end. So, uh, basically, convinced the rescue is near, the survivors are uncertain whether to believe Charlie's final message, warning them about their apparent rescuers. So, um... Yeah, but that basketball scene... (laughs) That basketball scene! (laughs) I'm trying to... I'm trying to think about it. They were playing horse... I don't know. Whatever. We'll get right into it. Like uh, it's a it's a scene with Jack and Hurley playing horse together, right? Um, was it on the island? No, uh, it was in the mental institution. Oh, okay. Yeah. After Hurley had already gotten into the mental institution, this right. is right at the end of the episode. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, if we're gonna start there, it, I guess we can talk about it. Like when it comes to Jack, like um, we know that Hurley has spent a, a good amount of time with 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 Hurley and you know, the rest of the people on the island, and they've got a chance to know each other well enough. Or Hurley is not, you know, he knows that Jack is not there just to pop in and visit him, you know? So that's that's one thing. Um, but yeah, like, uh, he knows that, that Jack isn't there just to visit him, but he's actually there to, like, make sure that he's not spilling the beans on, on the Oceanic Six. And I don't know what the audience is supposed to know at this point in the story, because we're watching it backwards, and... I guess this is our earliest note iteration of the Oceanic Six being mentioned. So I guess they get some play in season three too. Yeah, I guess so. Because it didn't seem like a new thing, or maybe it was a new thing. Because he starts screaming it out. Yeah. After he gets out of that car, right? And it seems like that's yeah. Yeah, we're, which not, is... we're not supposed to know what that means. So yeah, that of... seems like it would be like a season mystery kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were kind of seeing the episodes throughout this season where they're slowly telling us who each of the six are. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you know what's what's uh, what was interesting about this episode was the incredibly super believable. Um, you so know, everybody say hi to James Duggins. Hey, on Duggins Facebook. is here. Hello, tapping in jugs. Yeah, so it's like I don't know um, that. Well, that super believable scene that we get in the beginning yeah. of this episode, where there is a minority that's pulled over by a bunch <laughs> of cops. And they, uh, they nicely take them into custody. Yeah. I was like, oh, and it's nice to see some truth, you know, depicted on TV yeah, for a change. Yeah, so they got him out of the car, and then he, he ran. <laughs> yeah, he ran. Yeah. And like, then they holstered their weapons to chase him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, I was... I was, <laughs> I was. Well, I mean, this is the LAPD in, in 2010. It was a different different time. 2008? Or 8, yeah. Because it was set in 2008, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, this is this is even like, the whole story is even set in 2007. Or oh, yeah. Or something like that. But yeah, like this whole thing is kind of crazy. But but yeah, like, um, um, yeah, so he gets taken into custody and then he meets Anna Lucia's partner. Do you even catch a name for that guy? I know he had no, a name. Oh, I don't think so. He only pops up that yeah. one time. 
And like his whole purpose is to state that he previously was partnered with Anna Lucia or whatever. And to give a significant glance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He really wanted to know what happened to Anna Lucia. Yeah. I, it, what do you think that glance meant? It's just about that. that... I think that glance was just telegraphing to the, to the audience. Hey, Hurley's lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And I think he, he describes Anna Lucia... As, uh, like, oh, brown hair and short or whatever. But he he calls her gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, he had a thing for her. Yeah. So he just wanted to know something about her last her last moments. You yeah. Know? Holy crap. I totally forget. I forgot about that. And that was, uh, of course, played by that guy from uh, Walking Dead and other things. Oh. Who is that dude in The Walking Dead? He was, um, he's like the guy who used to be in the army. He's always walking around in the, the army pants. I see. Wait, he was that dude? Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I wish I knew his name. And let's uh, Google that. Or uh, Duggins, tell us who that is if you're still watching. <laughs> also, Duggins says hi. Or oh, hey. sweet. Hello. Hello again. I see. Well, uh, so we have that whole that whole interaction. In terms of, of, of everything that's going on with, with, with Hurley, we get this. This is our Hurley-centric episode, our <laughs> premiere, which is a Hurley-centric episode. I don't know. Like, it was, it was fine. I... I did like this episode there's a lot going on i felt like the episode was going to end like several times before it did yeah but i don't know if that's just like what the show does sometimes for these premieres and finales like they do a lot of those seems like there's a lot of yeah i think that happened right right at the commercial break yeah because it was like one of those oh shit moments like oh (laughs) yeah yeah there's actually a few of those this time around uh, Michael Cudlitz in Lost plays Big Mike Walton. Oh. Uh, he's actually in two episodes, mm. The Beginning of the End and Collision. Oh. oh. So he he we get to look forward to seeing him again one more time. Right. Maybe with his partner, Anna Lucia. That would make sense. Yeah. It'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. If it was just him. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe this was something that the audience was already aware of. Like, hey, isn't that the guy that was Anna Lucia's partner or whatever? And then he kind of just calls it out. Yeah. Uh, See, so. hey, isn't that the guy who was Anna Lucia's partner? I was partners <laughs> with Anna Lucia. <laughs> In case anybody was a little confused, I'm that guy. Uh-huh. I'm going to make this super obvious for all of the <laughs> watchers out there. What's well, important if you uh, missed that episode or haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. So then you know who that guy is. Like if you're, for, for instance, watching the show backwards. This is the first time <laughs> that you met him. Yeah. Oh, man. This, so this was a Hurley-centric episode. Yeah. Uh, very Hurley-centric. Uh, we mentioned uh, the uh, chase scene, and uh, that was uh, the opening to the episode. Yeah. And... In uh, the Camaro. Yep. One of the other uh, big things in the episode that I was awake for is that uh, it had the happiest scene I've ever seen on Lost, mm. where when they all think that they're about to get rescued... Hurley's like, I've been staring at this ocean every day, and I just want to jump in and do a cannonball. So they actually have him slow-mo run <laughs> down the beach to jump in the water and do a cannonball. Yeah, yeah I love that. Like, that that was that was a fun, fun thing to see. But, like, yeah, it was just so feels filled with joy. Like, for as short as that scene was with him, like, doing a cannonball into, yeah. like, the ocean. Like, he was just so overjoyed. He's getting rescued. Things are working out. And of course, you know, it can't be that way for this show. Yeah. But, like, so everybody wave to Sean Cagle. Hey, hey Sean. Cagle's here. What's up, Edinburgh? But yeah, the uh, the show decides uh, that's enough uh, joy and happiness for you guys. Because immediately afterwards, uh, we get um Scottish guy whose name I never remember. Desmond, Desmond. Hume. Yeah, uh, they have Desmond coming back with uh, the canoe and uh, no Charlie. That was... Uh... Because right, right before that, we even had um, Rose talking to uh, Claire and saying, oh, yeah, we, we owe your man uh, a big one. You, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to treat him good when he gets back. Yeah, he yeah. saved everyone. You better fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, that was basically what Rose said. I was like, oh, man, your man saved the day. You better jump on that D. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what she was yeah. trying to say. It's probably one of those things you have to like recorrect the script a few times. Yeah, you know? like we really want to say, jump on that D, and then like the censor's like, no, yeah, all right then, get on that yak. <laughs> How do you spell yak? Yak. 
Uh, I believe that that's it, actually how it's spelled. It's just that one character. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you spell the D when it's big enough. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's just a single eggplant emoticon. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is how you pronounce D at kids. Yeah, everyone was real sad when they found out her, uh, Charlie died. Yeah, and Hurley was very motivated, which uh, yeah. uh, they showed that that was a very different turn of events uh, because all of the other characters are like, whoa. Yeah. You know what I loved about, well, Hurley is going through this, I guess, you know, his stages of grief probably, and probably one of them is anger, and then whatever pop psychology stuff you want to add to it. But it, I did love that we got that scene between Hurley and Sawyer, where Sawyer ends up being like a bro for show, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's like he's genuinely concerned for <laughs> like the well-being of, of, of Hugo, which is just kind of endearing, because you kind of see that a lot... Um, you don't get a whole lot of that, but when we do get it in the show, I, I feel that in this particular case, it was used appropriately. Or they kind of like um, Nav Sawyer. He's just, yeah, he, was just, he was just checking on his bro. So that was kind of fun to see. Uh, I really did like that they put that in there. Um, this is like season four, the beginning of season four. Yeah. So they've been through three seasons of stuff already. So some of these characters have got to be close. Some closer than others, like we see on the show where... You know, we see that Hurley had a bond with Charlie, but that doesn't dismiss Sawyer from the equation. Not that, like, they're great friends, but, but Sawyer is a little concerned. So I kind of, it, it, it kind of played well for the show. Yeah, and I think that, like, Hurley, since he's such a nice guy and a, a, a simple man, um, everyone's kind of a little protective of him, I think, when it comes to something like this. Like, oh, a close friend of yours just died. We're going to have to coddle you a little bit. Yeah. 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 Sort of circles the wagons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Oh, and, and uh, wave to Beth. Hey, hey Beth. Beth. Hey, Beth. Thanks for watching. Yeah. but This is going to make a real entertaining listening for all our <laughs> podcast audience. Yeah, they're going to go, ooh, who are these For people? all those that are just listening to this only, you're going to hear us waving to a lot of people. Yeah. But, yeah. You're missing out by not watching on Facebook. <laughs> so remember that next year for Blouse Awareness Please Day. Please, stream us. For the second annual Blouse Awareness Day episode. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning of this episode, Jack says that he was going to kill someone. Do, I mean, we are, I guess we're supposed to know who it is. I kind of have an idea. I mean, we know who it is because it's backwards. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know what? I got a little confused, I think. I thought he was talking about Ben for a second, but mm. I was like, no, Ben's here. He's yeah, all he's tied, tied to up. a tree. And he's all bloodied. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's been beaten up. I was like, he's not going to kill him, is he? Like, that guy's. No, because he, he also said, because he killed her. And yeah. then uh, he points at uh, Naomi's body, which apparently <laughs> Jack, the doctor, was not aware that she was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? What is that? I mean, I guess you can uh, if if you're really trying to like mental kung fu, kung fu your way out of that scene. Right. You're just like, oh, maybe. OK, well, he's a doctor, but there's probably a lot of shit going on that we haven't seen. Yeah, it was a really scene. stressful situation. Yeah. As a surgeon, he should be used to that. But it could be <laughs> it could be that she was playing dead so that she could get away. So when he came over to check her pulse, she, like, he, stopped her heart? How does that work? Here's something about Naomi, the badass. She's pretty much just, like, she got stabbed, had enough time to, like, make a fake trail with blood. Yeah. And then doubled back to, like, try and, like, get her sat phone thing back. And then climb a tree? Yeah. And then, like, you know, pretend to stab a plot armored character in the <laughs> neck or whatever but doesn't get that far but yeah, it's still kind of fun i don't know i i i i'm in i'm in for naomi i like her as a character it's too bad that she she was dead at the beginning of the yeah. season when we first seen her pop up on and in, in this episode this first episode of the season right. she's already dead she's already like well not well, dead she's alive she wasn't dead jack thought she was dead <laughs> jack again jack, the doctor the doctor of the show <laughs> Man, like, oh, come on, man. Like, are you not going to check? What good are you? Or, I don't know. Like, it's like that, that coconut making, that coconut radio making doctor from, like, mm. uh, Gilligan's Island. Like, like He was a professor. He was a professor? Yeah. Okay. He still has to have, like, a doctorate or something, right? <laughs> yeah, but, like, title. having a doctorate doesn't make you, like, a, a physician. Um, yeah, that's yeah. A doctor. Like, you're not going to ask Dr. Tristan Holmes to, like, <laughs> treat you when you have a cold. I might. Tristan probably knows a lot yeah. about cold treatment. I'm going to text him next time I'm, I'm sick <laughs> to see what he wants me to do. Just be like, hey, Tristan, you're a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hook me up here. Yeah, a a doctor. doctor of mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Tell me how I can use mathematics to as a panacea for yeah. all my eels. You just have to phrase it as like a, a, a equation, like me <laughs> plus x equals healthy. Yeah, solve yeah. for x. <laughs> <laughs> I think at which point Tristan be like, I'm all over this shit. <laughs> like, just bring like a pen to his tongue for some reason <laughs> before starting to work on this formula. The alternate explanation is that Jack knew. That she wasn't dead yet. And he just left her lying on the ground face down. Oh, that's a terrible vision of whatever she was. That that is a thing, though. Like, if you get impaled with something, like, don't pull that thing out because then you'll start bleeding more. Like, if you have, like, a knife in you or something, like, just leave it there if it's not bleeding too much. Yeah, wait until you're at, like, the hospital or somewhere where they can, like, stop. The gushing blood. Yeah, and like operate on you. So was... But the knife was already out of her, right? It was just sticking out of her back. Oh, her it was eyes still sticking out open. of her back. Bu- yeah. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, so so, she was really good at playing dead. Yeah. Yeah. She was out for a while. <laughs> just, which is terrible, but <laughs> damn, she was out for a while. Getting all that firewood, probably. Yeah. Uh, according to like, the, the lie they told to the freighter. <laughs> there's, that, there's that one moment where I guess they can't lock onto her phone frequency. And... Right. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna let this sit. But it, the the whole idea of there being like time distortion from getting from the freighter to the island, like how does it work for like electrical signals and all that <laughs> stuff? These are the top results. Okay. Yeah, as long as they're the top results. Yeah. What was it? Was that Whose phone? phone was, that was it? My phone. I think. It, what did it oh, search wow. for? It searched for just got to let this sick, but the whole idea of there being like the time distortion from <laughs> getting from a freighter to the island, like how does it work? And these are the top results. Number what are one, the top results? It's Death Ship colon the Orang Medan mystery from Mysterious Universe. How strange! And how to travel by cargo ship around the world on transitions abroad. And number three. Uh, I lost it. <laughs> I closed it. I didn't know we were going all three. So what uh, you're saying is uh, the number three result is lost. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> we God. have to go backwards. God, oh, we we forgot to we work that yeah. in. Or introduce ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're kind of introducing ourselves and we're describing our blouses. Yeah. We were, like, I don't know, for this special, we we're introduced specifically by blouse description mm-hmm. only. <laughs> Like, you know me as Blue Blouse, (laughs) which is my DJ name, in case you guys are wondering. DJ Blue Blouse? DJ Blue Blouse. (laughs) That's that's uh, kind of a tongue twister. It is. It's uh, it's to keep the people sharp. Mm -hmm. I have a very select clientele of DJ enthusiasts that listen to to my stuff. Anyway. Uh, One of the other things that we uh, learned in that opening scene, or opening-ish scene... Where uh, they have the dead body and uh, Ben is tied up and all that stuff. When when they lose the body and Kate says, oh, I found the trail. And Jack is like, no, um, Alex's mom, what's her name? Rousseau? Yeah, yeah, Rousseau already found the trail. And she's like, mm, no, I think that this is the right trail. Maybe we should split up. Jack's like, no, nah, let's all go together. And then Kate's like, but, and he's like, look. We disagree on everything. <laughs> so why don't you just follow my orders this fucking once? <laughs> and she doesn't. And yeah. she's right, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is fantastic. Which I assume is probably the pattern of their relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, Kate, this is something that I'm glad that you brought this up because now we can really get into this. Yeah. So this relationship between Jack and Kate uh, on island... And their relationship period has just been doomed from the start because we covered this in previous episodes when they were off island, but they cannot be honest with each other. Mm-hmm. They cannot, they cannot, they cannot deal with each other in honesty because one has, and you know, I guess that's fine because at this point, I don't think they're dating or courting or like married or engaged. They just boned once in a cave. <laughs> right. So like they just, they, there's this one thing or whatever, but like. Yeah, it, it's so strange because they're such strong-willed people. And they I guess they're strong-willed for different reasons. Jack is just more so a control freak who needs to be in control. That kind of pops up in this episode, too. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we'll come back to that. But, but yeah, like between Jack and Kate, it's a relationship that's doomed to failure just because it's based on dishonesty from the yeah. beginning. But you know what's not based on dishonesty? Us saying hi to Autumn. Hey, hey Autumn. Autumn. Hey, Autumn. 
You should be on the show at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, D- uh, PM me. That that sounds very up, different. Slide all up in his DMs. Yeah, getting them DMs, Autumn. <laughs> I mean, you want to be on the show. Actually, any of uh, you guys that are watching, really, yeah. Uh, David's DMs are open for business. So slide up in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slide up in those DMs. I'm ashamed of myself for saying <laughs> that, like several, like two times. Uh, two times. Two times. <laughs> But yeah, um, Kate and Jack, they do lie to each other all the time and constantly can't agree on anything other than they find each other physically attractive, I think. Is that mm-hmm. the only thing? <laughs> like, is there anything else binding these two souls together? I think it's just their, their genitals. Significant glances? <laughs> Significant yeah. long longing and <laughs> long, long glances that happen. I'm sure it's something else. It's long hail. Hey. <laughs> well, you know what is kind of interesting is... At the end of the series, they do end up together, right? I mean, she comes and finds them at the Bishop Museum, which they're not calling the Bishop Museum, right? Like, <laughs> uh-huh. she, and like she's all dressed to the nines, and they go and they go into the church together or whatever. Um, or she's the reason why he can remember. Right? Yeah. So I guess they they are connected in in that way, but yeah, it's because uh, it was the most important thing to the person, right? So in the case of uh, Jack and Kate, it was uh, each other. And then in the case of um, Sawyer, how did Sawyer? Rem- oh yeah, Sawyer and Juliet. Yeah. The Apollo bar. Uh huh. Yeah. And there was a unseen at this point woman, plus uh, that other dude who I've only seen <laughs> at the very end and also on the plane. Oh, um, you're talking about the uh, the vampire guy. Yeah. Oh, in 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 Summerholder. Yeah. Uh, like the uh, those people were all like they needed to find each other yeah. to like get their memories back. Mm. And then there's uh, Claire, who it was Aaron, right? Yeah. She got the, the memories back. Son. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like the most important person. Yeah. Well, I think with uh, I think it was Locke, right? Desmond had to run him down with a car and then beat him up. Um, I think he ran down Ben. No, with the with his car, like he hit Ben. No, no you're right. No, yeah. he, hit he did hit Lock. Yeah, you're he hit right. Lock with the car. But right. that didn't make Lock remember. No, but what? How did Lock did? How did Lock get his memories back? Was it just? Was it that he could feel his feet when they like ran a pen up and down it or something? I don't think that was it. That wasn't it. Okay. Mm. Well, that's well, that's for. Well, that's Our for, older episodes. Yeah. You guys well, can you go, go back to episode uh, 10-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, so yeah something around there. Yeah. Or the finale or whatever. Or one of the couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably episode 10. Yeah. yeah we're, and uh, I'll tell, let's, uh, let's wave to Shane. Hey, Shane. Hey, Shane. Thanks for watching. Sweet. But, um, yeah, so we have that whole thing that's going on. But, I don't know. Um, oh, just to go back to when they were on the beach and they found out that Charlie was dead. There was a... Uh, they're showing, like, everyone's reaction to it. And Jin had a weird look on his face. Um, and I think it's because, at this point, he, his English isn't too good. So I'm just trying to figure out what he thought they were talking about. Oh, man. That is, that actually is. His English weird. wasn't really good at this point. But I, f- I feel like when Hugo shouted, where's Charlie? And everyone sort of, like, shuffled and looked at their feet and was sad. Yeah. That he probably figured it out based on context clues and body language. Yeah. And plus, too, like, I don't know. if It feels like if you were immersed in a language that's not yours. Yeah. There, like, you get all the, you get some of the stuff, right? But, like, I feel like you would learn the word dead or death pretty quickly in whatever language you're absorbed in. Not that, like, death comes up a lot, but it kind of does, right? For humans, like, don't we? Isn't it? Yeah, it might just be me. It might just be me constantly talking about death, <laughs> right? Or whatever. I'm like, oh, everybody's talking about death, right? In every language, no, just me. All right. But- there's a good number of characters that we know, like from the the Flash sideways and stuff, that aren't around right now because they're dead. That's true. Yeah, so that's true. He's seen a number of people die by now. Yeah, and he he's probably heard the word "they're dead" or "that person is now." <laughs> dead yeah like unless they're using some weird flowerly language to like describe death but i doubt that's happening on the show well we sent anna lucia to live with a nice family upstate <laughs> she had a huge backyard that she could go and play in. she could just run and play and dig like anna lucia is known for <laughs> yeah she's gorgeous she's gorgeous and she loves to dig <laughs> mm-hmm. i was happy that we got a chance to see uh, abaddon in this episode oh yeah matthew 
we're, we're skipping around, but fuck it. It's, it was kind of fun to see him pop up. He's always one of my favorite characters. <laughs> he has such a gravitas to him, this mm-hmm, actor. Yeah. When he's on screen, like, this whole series, like, he's been playing, like... Every time he pops up, you're like, yo, something important's about yeah. to happen. Yeah, like, we got Matthew Abaddon in the building, you know. He's hanging out with, with, uh, with uh, Hurley this episode. Yeah, but... in the mental institution. Yeah, like, that guy is amazing. I like that guy. Like, I've seen him in other stuff where he's actually... Uh, like some of the characters that he plays outside of Lost, they, they're given more heft, which makes this character so much more interesting because he essentially he's just like, I don't know if, if this is too demeaning for that character, but he's kind of like a goon, right? He's like, he's Wigmore's goon, basically. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say he's like a goon. He's mo- he's like a, a, a concierge. Almost. Yeah, that's a good word for it. That is a good word. I like that. Because, I mean, he gets people where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an angel would. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he he's always been one of my favorites on the show. He doesn't pop up a lot, but like when he does, you're like, oh, we're in for a treat. Yeah. That, that's probably why it seems better. Yeah. yeah. If we had Matthew Abaddon in every episode, then he would probably have some stupid romantic subplot that he had <laughs> yeah. to fucking deal with. Right, right. You're like, okay, well, is he going for Rose now? Because Rose is with Bernard and he's a dentist. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're lucky we never got his his background episode like we did for. Ricardus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what? I do love that. Um, and I think Lost tried to do some of this. They, some of it, they, they kind of like maybe fumbled a little bit. But I, I like did, Jack's tattoos. Well, Jack's tattoos, which we haven't even got to yet. We haven't like, gotten to, but that's something that I've just heard by cultural osmosis. Yeah, like yeah. it's so infamous that Chad knows about it, and, <laughs> and Chad and, doesn't know anything. <laughs> Chad doesn't know the, the beginning of the show. Because uh, if you guys were not aware of the conceit of our <laughs> podcast, uh, we're watching the show Lost backwards. Uh, from the last episode to the first episode with me, Chad, who's never watched an episode of Lost before until this one. Yes, Chad, I've never watched an episode of Lost before. <laughs> You've watched 48 episodes now. Well, Good yeah, Lord. I've watched a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, this was the season four premiere, so that's like halfway through, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, at the end of this, it's just going to be... Yeah, so we are watching... Like, like, when we get to the pilot episode of this, we can't say we're watching with Chad who has not seen Lost before. Yeah, by that point, you'll have seen all of Lost. Except for the pilot. Well, by the time we record it, I'll have watched it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's very true. Good damn. I wonder if we should start doing bonus episodes where we talk about episodes you haven't seen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, Mean Girl style, like... (laughs) Uh, sorry, we can't sit at this table together, Chad. <laughs> well, you haven't uh, seen episodes. There are going to be like a bunch of episodes where like I'm missing part of the episode because oh, I fell yeah. asleep like this. <laughs> <laughs> what is your last memory of this episode? Um, the eye in the shack. I see. Oh, and I see. then uh, Hugo running and trying to like get away, and then running into Locke, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> So that was when when Hurley had found Jacob's cabin in the in the uh, in the jungle. Let's talk about yeah. Jacob's cabin. Because I think if if we were watching the normal way, Chad, you would have seen that. I'm like, oh, what, what's what's going on with this cabin thing? But you already know what's up with this cabin. Yeah, I already know there's Jacob's cabin. Yeah. What I don't know is whose eye that was. I know we're going backwards, but this is a cabin that was established to have been built by Horace Goodwin, right? Or Goodspeed. 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 So Horace built this cabin, and now Jacob can just manifest it. However, whenever if that's the case, couldn't he do that with the barracks too? Because there's those barracks that that they're going back to, and that everybody is familiar with, New Otherton or whatever. So like, wait, he can just manifest buildings that used to be on there. He manifests that cabin, but uh, we've never seen him manifest any other place, unless like the places that we've seen Jacob in. Those things are manifestations, like which which I'm. Tempted to argue against because you know at one point uh, Jacob is in the is in the the feet of that statue and he's like kind of working on a loom and that statue was there prior and there is a ship that runs to the statue, which makes you think like that that was a real thing. But right, like it's so strange. Like this, there's there is are these things these places aren't tangible. They're not a real. It's not a real cabin. Or if it is, it's. Uh, it's being manipulated by by this by this Jacob character, this um, you know this protector, and who we're supposed to kind yeah. of view as the guy. Well, I think the he can do that kind of stuff. I feel like the cabin's something that he's made a 
specials because I don't know why it's not that important to him. Yeah, it's not like he built it. Yeah, it's it was not his built cabin. By Horus, yeah, it's Horus's cabin, which is actually an interloper because they, they, he was part of the Dharma Initiative. Yeah, and uh, when Horus and all those other scientists and whoever came to the island, um, they were all there, and I guess they had those barracks built for them to live. But Horus wanted to build a separate cabin. Did he state oh, why? Hold on, hold on. Um, is the the time travel part? Did they just do everything that was supposed to have happened, or did they change the timeline when they time traveled? That's a good question. Because if they did everything as it was supposed to have happened, right? Then that cabin would have been the cabin that was built for to house the last new baby born on the island mm-hmm. until Aaron. So. Maybe that's the significance of the cabin. It's signi- uh, and it's supposed to signify new life, whereas Bad. the man in black uh, signifies death. That's why he manifests himself as dead people. That's amazing. Oh. I love that. Yeah. I love that theory. Like, I swear to God, we got to get you in touch with, like, the writers of, this, of these shows. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, I know your show's been off the air for, like, ten years. <laughs> yeah. My friend has some real good ideas, though. <laughs> yeah. Please yeah. bring back Lost. This is what these these writers need to hear is more theories about Lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, okay, so that if, if, we were, if we were peeling the onion that many times to get to that layer of, like, Okay, this is a this is a cabin that establishes new life or whatever, which is just interesting. I still wonder, like, I kind of wonder what what that whole thing kind of was supposed to shake out to. I guess I don't know. That's very strange. Yeah. Well, also, that we we do see in that cabin, there's that dog painting again. Yeah, which, what the fuck is up with that? If if Jacob had painted that dog painting, which I think I said last time, then you know this is a special place for him because it's where he keeps his art. Yeah. <laughs> he just made this cabin yeah. to like a, in a superfluous place in the whatever physical dimensional plane <laughs> to house all his like yeah. all his it's like one painting that yeah. he made. He's like this is the one painting of my dog. I'm like, do you have anything else? Nope. Just this one painting of <laughs> of a dog that I, I I just drew a dog. Yeah, I, I don't even know that. what a dog is. <laughs> What's uh, Horace's uh, kid's name? Ethan. Um, Ethan. Ethan, right. who is a character who I've only got a couple of glances yeah. of. Did Ethan grow up in that cabin? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. No, we just see him as the baby, and then I think the purge happens. We see him so he grows as an up adult, in the barracks, right? So who knows? Yeah, who knows? We'll find out. Or actually, probably won't find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be one of those questions that I have that are unanswered. Yeah, yeah one of those burning questions that will sit in our psyche <laughs> after ingesting yeah. this. No, I'm probably going to forget it as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I would kind of hope not, because that's not a cabin with rooms. It's just one big room so i wouldn't want to be raised in a room with my parents yeah, yeah unless that was just his personal cabin yeah unless it's like this is our summertime cabin i don't know yeah. that's the only way that could make sense and or even, maybe it was just horace's cabin maybe yeah like it's a place to get away yeah it's a place where he kept all his like naked girly drawings that he <laughs> drew himself because there is no porn on yeah. this island well that's what that dog painting was <laughs> yeah it's just horace sitting in there going like we going to get it today, dog painting. <laughs> That's why Vincent just disappears for episodes at a time. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. It's oh. uh, still great, though. You just see, like, Vincent coming out of, like, Horace's uh, uh, cabin, just <laughs> fixing himself. <laughs> what? Nothing happened. It's just, uh, I'm just a regular old yeah, dog. I got to straighten my dog blouse. And <laughs> <laughs> my dog blouse. That's great. Send us pictures of dogs wearing blouses at WhatBroPod on Twitter or if, Instagram. I, f- I feel like there's a t-shirt idea somewhere <laughs> there where, like, you have a dog in a, like, messed up looking blouse being walked on the walk of shame or something. <laughs> I don't know. that The idea of just somebody saying the words dog blouse, just, it, it makes me think of someone that's mentally unstable. <laughs> like somebody just yelling out the words dog blouse together really fast. Yeah, it's very, uh... Yeah, the guy that I uh, ate lunch next to could have screamed dog blouse and it wouldn't have seemed out of character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why is that? Nobody takes the... Downtown's the insane, weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, downtown is a, is a little harsh. Yeah, I think one of the extras in this episode kind of got did some research on uh, mentally unstable people. Dude, down. let's talk about yeah. that. Sorry, I don't mean to step on yeah. it. Please, go ahead. It was in the scene where Abaddon is talking to Hurley there in the, in the arts and crafts room of the mental institution. 
And there's a uh, there's an extra right behind him. He's got scissors and he's super happy and creepy, just snipping away at something we can't see. That that okay. and they're not safety scissors. No, those are pointy. Yeah, sharp scissors. Those 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 poor extras. They're just like they're just told to like you know hey you know what you're gonna be in the background. There's a lot of stuff going on in the foreground, but just have fun with it and. Uh, We'll have one guy playing with scissors, and there's another guy that was just kind of, like, examining the wall right next to that yeah. guy that had, like, a pair of scissors. And, like... Maybe, maybe the guy with the scissors was making a butterfly, like, what was pasted on the wall Ooh. by where the guy was examining. That's very interesting. That's... Yeah, they were working together. <laughs> there, one guy would cut, the other guy would paste it onto the yeah. wall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Team effort. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that is so bizarre. But yeah, we do get a chance to see Charlie die in this episode, which comes in the form of a flashback, right? Yeah. Yeah, that I slept through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was worried you were going to get spoiled out about it, but uh, no, you actually, missed it. Yeah, so it, you actually saved yourself from yep, spoilers. Yep, I am totally going to get a fresh view of Charlie's death when we watch uh, <laughs> the uh, season, se- series fin- season finale of uh, episode three next week or yeah. not episode three season three finale yeah, yeah. i know words <laughs> <laughs> i know i know the best words uh-huh. are you gonna be bummed out when you find out that he died like eight episodes into the season yeah and it's um half the season is just desmond running around pretending like charlie's alive like a uh weekend at bernie's type situation <laughs> no just... i will never be disappointed by a weekend at bernie's situation <laughs> Uh, could they do Weekend at Bernie's today and 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 <laughs> the year of our Lord twenty seventeen soon to be twenty eighteen? Can we I do a Weekend so. at Bernie's? Right, I feel like I'm honestly surprised that they ha- there hasn't been a remake of Weekend at Bernie's yeah. yet. Yeah, like it's such a weird movie, but you could redo it. Who would be your Bernie? Who would be your Bernie? Um, I bet it would probably be like a Christopher like, Walken. Yeah. Oh or shit. Or an circus. Mm-hmm. Andy Serkis? Yeah, like, he's a as physical a CG? guy. Yeah. That's interesting. That's well, why it has to be CG. <laughs> <laughs> if it's Andy Serkis, like, it has to be him as, like, Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> but just being propped up by two yeah. two other dudes throughout the whole movie. It, it would have to be someone that gets really into, like, physical acting. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody like Doug Jones, the uh, new the senator, senator from <laughs> Arkansas. Also, the, the guy who played the fish man in Hellboy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so Alabama has a new senator. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a child molester. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to date our podcast with something that important. <laughs> no, it's not like we never throw Trump under the bus on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really weird like four years from now. We're, like, <laughs> we're listening back to this. Like, oh man, I'm so terrified for what's going to happen <laughs> mm-hmm. in the next few days. Maybe months. Uh, probably not years. We don't have that. Um, we see Hurley fall behind and lose the group. Is that a metaphor for something else, you think? Or not really? I think just... it's convenient for the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a plot contrivance. I I don't think that it's like the people are like moving on and changing their lives. And Hurley is not. Like Hurley seemed just as uh, willing to go and like be back on the... Mainland, I guess we should call it. Yeah, uh, as everyone else did. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't like. Uh... In fact, I feel I feel like up until the point where uh, he decided to get committed to a mental institution, uh, it seemed like he was doing better than most of them. Yeah, he had like his Camaro. Uh huh, and he wasn't on drugs. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't mixing a screwdriver for breakfast like Jack was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you know what's crazy is I didn't even catch that he was drinking alcohol. Like <laughs> you were so concerned about the sugar content so of that con- orange juice. Yeah, I was like, "There's so much sugar in that juice, bro. Don't do it." You're a doctor. <laughs> You're a doctor. But... Maybe he's a doctor medic. He <laughs> needed to get his blood sugar up. Yeah, he's just all like, "You know what? I haven't. You know, yeah, my blood sugar is wicked low. I feel a little dizzy. Yeah. I should drink some." Of this. Well, I think when you're hungover, your blood sugar is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose so. Yeah, you might be, like, hypoglycemic from all the puking that you did the <laughs> night before. That's how it works, right? Yeah, all, I think so. When you lose all your nutrients, you get hypoglycemic? Yeah. Yeah, I would say hypo. What? Hyper. No, hypo. No, hypo yeah. is low. Hypo. Hyper yeah. is high. Yeah, okay. that's right. If I remember uh, my prefixes correctly. 
It's so strange. That's cause... why you can't have like a hypodermic needle. Because yeah. then it would be like outside of your skin. Yeah. Huh. So I said most needles are hypodermic. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can I get like a super dermic needle? <laughs> like way dermic though. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Or uh, you would have characters fighting underground in uh, Super Street Fighter <laughs> hypo fighting. <laughs> Was it called hyper fighting because they were so high up in the air? That's actually a good question. Was hyper fighting the one that allowed you to double jump? Oh, I don't Was know. Was it the first one? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, but man. Meanings behind meanings. Yeah. <laughs> This show's so deep. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that it was a commentary on a Super Street Fighter hyper. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of fun to see all the couples reunite. Like, uh, it was weird. I guess we, I get the show does this, and I think it does it for like finales and and uh, series premieres where they'll they'll gather the entire grouping together of mm-hmm. people, and then like they'll just scatter them after that, which is. Kind of fun. I always love seeing when when they all come together because at that point I'm kind of wondering like, oh, what scene partners are we going to get for this, you know, for this scene or whatever. And um, those are those are usually pretty fun scenes, I guess. But yeah, this time was just pretty straightforward. And then like you kind of get your traditional battling between Jack and and uh, uh, what's his face and Locke. Yeah, and Locke. yeah. It's like uh, Locke said earlier, um, a few episodes ago, and he's like, oh, last time I saw Jack, he put a gun on my face and pulled the trigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I missed that? I forgot yeah. about that. That's right. Damn. I see. That sounded like a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, that was a good scene. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack wrestles a gun away from Locke yeah. and points in his face, and Locke says, you're not going to shoot me, which is TV shorthand for like, <laughs> yeah, pull the trigger. <laughs> Which happens, yeah. yeah, and then the gun doesn't go off like we've seen with like you know in the past. But Locke then confesses that the gun was never loaded. But you know Locke was about to pull that gun on Jack, probably just to like you know get him over to to wrangle him. Yeah, over to stop him. Get him to stop punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah, Jack is punch happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know. But whatever. Yeah, Jack is a very. Uh, yeah, Jack is in a very like chaotic place on the island at this point. Yeah, he's like going so far as to. I don't know if if you would consider it murder. You know what I mean to like to kill somebody else. You might consider it like, oh, I'm doing everybody a favor. This guy's not right. Which we kind of yeah. get Rose commenting He's throwing on. knives on people's backs. Yeah, yeah. like homeboy is. He's a cancer on the island, <laughs> and I'm the surgeon. But interestingly enough, if we're looking at this show uh, in the scope of what it what it was in the at the end, John Locke was kind of right. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. the the freighter folk weren't there to help them and they weren't supposed to leave the island which the you know which comes to pass the freighter folk were there and they do leave the island but they weren't supposed to and so they come back so all in all like throughout the whole series john Locke is kind of vindicated right and we see like a vindication for his position as like the man of faith which kind of pays off for him in the end but he does live a very terrible life until he meets his demise at the hands at the hands of ben right yeah who knows I guess that's just supposed to show that maybe the right way isn't always the easy way. I don't know why I'm looking for meaning so hard in this episode. Yeah. Uh, it's because it's lost. <laughs> Everyone knows lost has so much meanings. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of subtlety that, that comes across. And, and some not so subtle things. But, and whatever recurring themes that we keep popping through and seeing on the show. But yeah. yeah. That's what we're here for, is to talk about the, the hidden meanings and lost. <laughs> uh, so... Says, does that mean you're back to doing your surgery stuff? This is what Hurley tells Jack when they're playing horse. So I guess the show is kind of laying track for us to keep track of, like, because like at some point in the future seasons, doesn't mm-hmm. Jack lose like his medical license or something, or get um, suspended? Yeah, I think he's suspended for all that drug use. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for getting high on his own doctor supply <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> well, he was getting prescriptions from his. Oh yeah, getting high on his partner doctor, doctor yeah. supply. Of prescriptions, but yeah, yeah, that is that is kind of strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it's pretty much what I had yeah. in our very ending. We get a chance to see yeah. Daniel Faraday. So we don't find out whose eye that is. I, I thought it. No. I thought it was. Um, it wasn't Christian Shepherd's eye. Oh, he was sitting there in the rocking chair. Oh. Was it? Was it Christian that was sitting there? 
Yeah, I thought or it was someone supposed in his to be form. Jacob. I think I might have been looking down on my notes and yeah. I looked up and the scene had already progressed. So I was like, oh, okay, it was an eye or something. But Yeah, that was, that was Christian Shepherd in the rocking chair. Um, we don't know if that was him, Jacob as him, or the smoke monster as him, or what, or as a, a spirit of the island or whatever. See, that's, that they haven't well, ever... I don't know whose eye it is. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that, um, I don't want to, I don't want to force a connection here, but I, I do know for a fact that like the creators of Lost, and we've talked about this before, they're really into Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks has a lot of that stuff where there are locations that are seemingly not tied to the physical plane like this cabin was and it's kind of fun to see like them kind of go with that idea of a moving cabin which they kind of held on to for like maybe a couple episodes and then and then it then it kind of faded out and it wasn't an important part of the story anymore but um but yeah i i really did wish that lost kind of nailed down solidly some of its rules i know some of the fun was tied into not understanding the rules exactly but i think it could have really benefited the show maybe a little bit more if they did spell out the rules as to you know which christian shepherd are we looking at who's mm-hmm. in this cabin is it the smoke monster is it jacob is mm-hmm. it jacob yeah. and, you know so it's so strange because we didn't really know and i think we were kind of gauging it off on if we heard the whispers or not yeah and we heard whispers this time so i, I think that means it was a good I don't think that the fun is in not knowing what the rules are. The fun is in trying to figure out what the rules uh, are. I see. So by not ever answering the question of what the rules are, uh, you're actually not making it as fun as it could be. You're right. Yeah, I guess. Because it, like... it'll be like going going and watching like a game show, like watching Jeopardy, where Trebek never actually gives you what the correct answers were. <laughs> yeah. Like people just buzz in and then they move on. Right. Yeah. That's... Like you don't know whether they're right or wrong. That's so, yeah. Like I... wouldn't that be unfulfilling? Yeah. It, to not know the answers? Yeah. On Jeopardy? Hell yeah. I guess like. Yeah, I guess I guess for the creators of this show, they probably had a place that they were going with it. But I guess this is what a lot of showrunners do now, especially. But they, I guess for Lost, they probably did this too in all the previous shows that were like this. You know, Twin Peaks, X-Files, and all that stuff where um, I guess they leave it up to the viewer to decide, you know, or to decide what their experience is going to be with this material. Mm. You know, So, like, you get a chance to... You know, you put your own stamp on it, and it's not clear-cut and defined. Because I guess if they did that, then it would, like, narrow their audience, probably. Because everybody had their own idea of what was happening, or what could have been happening. And so they just kind of went with that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like how in Star Wars Episode One they had to explain what the Force is as, as midi-chlorians. And you go, oh, there's the explanation for that, and that's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it takes that mystery out of it. Would Inception have been a worse movie if the top falls down at the end? I think so. I think it would have been. I think it's. It's. I think the reason why it's it's so it's so part of our consciousness is probably because like you don't have a definitive answer. And I don't know if it's just because as humans we're not okay with closure or because like you know what's weird is like life is not it's not a it's not it's not built around closure. Like a lot of times there's a lot of things that are open ended. Just in our regular day-to-day lives. Things that we'll never know the answers to. Right. But we find like comfort in television and, and movies and music because there's a through line. You know, there's a plot or there's a story to be told. And we get all of it most of the time. Until you get stories like this where, you know, somebody might have gotten bored with the format. Or they might have gotten tired of telling that that traditional hero's tale. So you get the same hero's tale, but it's just packaged a little bit differently and some of the packaging is just also designed to kind of fuck with you mentally you know or like the way you kind of perceive things and this happens a lot on the show which is probably no not probably but it's definitely part of the reason why it was such a hit is because people just couldn't put their thumb on it and when it got to the end people were so frustrated and disappointed and disillusioned with however the show shook out but that's not what the show was well to me that's not what the show was it wasn't something to be full-on figured out. It was just something to be experienced. Yeah. I don't know. And I think also, the show does end slightly ambiguously. Mm. Yeah. It does. Because I have my interpretation shot. of uh, what the show was. And what's your interpretation? Uh, that the whole thing was uh, <laughs> Jack's dying uh, thoughts, <laughs> like, right before the plane crash. Yeah. I see. 
What's the what is that called? There's a word for that, right? Uh, the uh, Jacob's ladder situation. That's right. There you go. Yeah. The Jacob's ladder situation. How did this get made? <laughs> Shouting you guys out. Yeah. That's so, great uh, podcast. Is it the start time for uh, Easter egg corner? Yeah, the Easter egg corner. The very beginning of the episode, we see the car chase on TV on Action Eight News. <laughs> so eight is a, a number. And uh, we also see an Aloha gas station that they drive past and try to frame out, but they don't. Oh, my God. I didn't yeah. even catch that. <laughs> or, um, maybe there's an Aloha gas station in downtown Los Angeles. I <laughs> also can see a, a street sign real quick for South King Street in Dillingham where they filmed it. And, uh, oh, there's a, this is a episode with Judy Chamness. One, one of the, the original 33. Yeah, and our favorite extra. Yeah. One and, of the OG 33. Yeah. And... Uh, Hurley plays Connect Four in the Mental Institution, which I think we've seen before, but I never made the connection that it's Connect Four, and Four is a number. Oh, yeah. oh. interesting. Okay. You've never made the connection <laughs> that Connect Four is number four. <laughs> it's right there in the name. I never noticed. Lost. Yeah. Also in the chalkboard there in that arts and crafts room. There's a, a palm tree and a shark and an island drawn on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. They did that on purpose. And um, Locke, when he's telling everyone, oh, you know, it's time it's time to split up and follow me or stay with Jack and die or whatever, he says, if you want to live, then come with me, which is a line from Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, the show was never shy about throwing in all those <laughs> pop references. I mean, there was an episode called Some Like It Hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, that's also kind of fun. I'm glad they threw that in there. Yeah, so that's, that's Easter Egg Corner. <laughs> so next week, our episode, it's going to be the uh, the season finale of season three. Yeah, so next week's episode, the season finale is going to be called... The season finale of season three <laughs> is going to be called... Through the Looking Glass. Mm. Yeah. So what do you think that is? Through the looking glass. So, uh, Hurley is going to take some drugs, uh, some that make him bigger and some that make him smaller. Uh, I, I, I honestly have no idea how the thing ends. Uh, I'm guessing that we are going to watch Charlie die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he finds out who it is that the boat belongs to because he writes down not Penny's boat uh. on his hand. I believe someone said something about that. Uh, so it's going to be like Charlie's last great adventure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That seems like a seems like a pretty logical no. way to go. Yeah, yeah. I would like if that comes true. Yeah, I know. That'll, that'll probably come to pass hopefully. <laughs> I don't know why I'm putting like qualifiers on it. Like if that comes true, I'm going to do a dance on the YouTubes. Yeah. So if uh next week if that uh it actually happens if Charlie dies and finds out whose boat it is, um, we'll make a video of AJ doing a little dance. We'll put it on YouTube. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, happen, we, you we will put links to uh, that YouTube clip on our Twitter at WhatBroPod. We might have a clip from it on our Instagram at WhatBroPod. Uh, <laughs> we will link to it on our Facebook at WhatBroPod. If you do not see that video, you could uh, send us an email to ask about it at what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So that's how you can reach us. If we wanted to come and find you, Chad, how could we do that? Uh, you can find links to all of my social media presences on my website, negative1.net. Sweet. If you want to come find me, you can pull me up on uh, Twitter at anyavis003. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at dkjcomedy. Sweet. Yeah. So, um,. Happy Blouse Awareness Day, everybody. Happy Blouse Awareness Day, you guys. To one and all. And thanks for everybody who tuned in on our live stream. Yeah, thank you very much for watching us, everybody. Kisses. Blow <laughs> <laughs> kisses, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Pluses. I said pluses instead yeah. of kisses. That's very strange. Yeah, you kiss weird. <laughs> <laughs> you purse your lips up until it becomes a plus sign. I do. Yeah. Additionally. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much to give you guys. And it, it all adds up. All right. So. <laughs> so thanks, everybody, for listening and for watching and for everything. Just being you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for being you. You guys are great. Happy Blouse Awareness Day. We'll see you again next year. For our next Blouse Awareness yeah. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and man. also next week. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I feel pretty aware about blouses after today's episode. Yeah. I mean, I feel I'm... much more aware than I did previously. Yeah. Yeah. 
You like you never know, right? Until you walk a mile in somebody else's blouse. Uh, or or sit an hour in yeah. a... Or, yeah, you sit an hour and do a podcast in somebody else's blouse. Yeah. Or, or nap on someone's couch in someone else's, in uh, some, your blouse. I'll yeah. be honest with you guys. This blouse smells amazing. Like, my wife has really good perfume. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, I'm just like, oh, man, what am I doing? Like, I'm just sitting in my regular man funk t-shirts. <laughs> I could have been getting this blouse perfume the whole time. You it's could very just floral. use your wife's perfume. Yeah. No, nope, I'm going straight for the blouse, you guys. <laughs> it's already infused into her clothing. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to have me a Tommy We Sell moment. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening yeah. to the show. It's uh, another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.